0: All right. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you speak, that you speak in English, that you understand how we communicate and how we understand and that no matter how calloused or unbelieving our hearts might be, you have the capacity to move right into the very core of our being and speak to, speak to our inner man. So there are people here this morning who are busy, distracted, they are hungry for the word, yet some are, uh, cannot be bothered there are those who are interested and in are seeking and searching there are those who are tuned off where we've got everyone here the whole spectrum and I love how smart and amazing you are how intelligent you are far above all, us all to be able to get through to every single one of us give your servant the talent and capacity to get out of the way and speak to your people in Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Amen. All right, we are in a new book, but it's the continuation of the first one. We were in First Peter, now we're in Second Peter, written by the Apostle Peter, two letters that were supposed to be encyclical and have very heavy meaning. The first one went for 10 weeks. We had 10 sessions and uh, it was entitled Pain to Praise. That is being translated into Hindi, and I'm hoping to release that as a publication as well. Now we're in Second Peter. This is a lot more deeper, a lot more heavier, and speaks to mature people. Those who already know Jesus personally, those who are deep in their walk with Jesus, but there's something for everybody as well. And as we get into that I want you to understand that it's about Bible engagement and it's about, it's about Bible knowledge, Bible literacy. So I want you to get into it. I want you to take the notes. I want you to keep the notes in your Bible where the same book is. In 2 Peter, and then I want you to do in your quiet times and personal devotions, go back to those verses, read it over and over and over again, so that every week, every day, you are meditating on that word. If you don't know how to meditate, if you don't know how to get the word into you, stare at it. Just sit there and stare at it. Put your phone off. Get everything out of the way. Destroy every distraction. Say for from now till seven minutes from now, I'm not going to think anything, do anything. Just stare at God. Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Be, be, audacious. Be aggressive about God speaking to you. And when He begins to take you, when He begins to take you seriously. He will start speaking, alright? So that, so that puts us in 2 Peter, it's about the word, and if you're new to the, f- to, to the Christian faith or new to Christ, just kind of sit back, enjoy, and you'll uh, catch up in no time because you're brilliant. Peter writes a second letter, this time with, this, with some deep concerns about the fundamentals of our faith. He has three primary concerns. He tackles that in each chapter. Therefore, you have how many chapters? One, two, and three in 2 Peter. Very good. His primary goal is to warn and strengthen. Say warn. Say strengthen. Yeah, his primary goal is to warn, warn and strengthen the believers in three areas. For those of you who don't know what we mean when we say believers, we mean someone who's come to faith in Christ as the one who brings us back to God, okay? By the work that he did on the cross. Three things. Number one, people will fall away from the faith and forget their Savior. Ouch. People will fall away and forget their Savior. But a strong working relationship with Jesus will keep you from falling away. It will give you an advantage. I gave you the whole thing right there so you don't have to fill in any blanks. Chapter 1. Chapter 2. People will be swayed by false prophets. But a strong working relationship with Jesus will keep them grounded. We'll get into that. We'll get stuck into that next week. Number 3. People will become apathetic to God's judgment day. But a strong working relationship with Jesus will keep them from getting carried away with that apathetic attitude. That's in chapter 3. So, three concerns he had as he looked at the church and saw signs of apostasy, signs of apathy. Apostasy is going away from the faith, and apathy is just plain laziness. All right? So, these three things he addresses them. So, we're going to look at this today. Since uh, Kim has already read this. Passage of Scripture. I'm just going to jump in. This letter is for the mature to maintain. The mature is going to be tough a journey of exposition. But when God dedicates an entire book to warning somebody, I think we need to take it uh, very seriously. It compels us to take heed. Let's dive in. Okay, verse one. Verse one and two is essentially your greeting in the beginning of any normal letter that uh, these apostles would write to their to the churches. He says, uh, Simon Peter says, a servant and an apostle. Circle servant. Circle apostle. A servant and an apostle. A servant because he is under commission, he's gonna do what he's told. Apostle because he's the sent one specifically to the Gentiles. Paul was sent to the Jews, Peter was sent to the Gentiles, two powerful guys who wrote half of the most of the New Testament. Okay. To those who obtained a faith, look at this. To those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours. So Peter's saying, I'm writing to people who are on the same level as me. On the faith level as me. I'm writing to you guys who have found Christ and placed your faith in Christ on the level with me. I want to take you deeper. I want to warn you about your possible opponents in the faith. And I want to keep you strong. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Circle knowledge because that's going to keep coming up over and over again. Forgive me for my uh, speed. I'm gonna maintain my speed because it is already 1220 and I need half an hour more I need half an hour to get through this exposition I'll try to do it but when it comes to the Word of God when you go fast what happens (laughs) you miss stuff right so this is the most important part of your week it should be so I'm gonna take it as slow as possible but I'm still going to try and keep time okay if you get hungry Yes. All right. A working relationship will give you an advantage and be your safeguard. That's what this chapter is about. It's the premise of this entire letter. Apostasy and apathy are enemies to a vibrant faith. A disciple of Christ must engage with God's word and God's spirit often and regularly in order to benefit from its advantages. Look at me a disciple of Christ must engage with God's Word and God's spirit you need to have a working relationship with God's Word a working relationship with God's spirit often and regularly in order to benefit from its advantages if you have one salad today and then you have mughlai chicken the rest of the week and you expect that one salad to carry you through in terms of health it's not going to I tried it, chuck it it's not going to it is Eating healthy every day, it's vitamins every day, it's exercising every day, anything every day is what benefits you. Okay. So he's saying there's got to be disciplines every day and you've got to be in it. Here's the deal, four times in a week or more, when you engage the Bible four times in a week or more in a meaningful way, Not just reading, not just devotion, not just passing over, but in a meaningful way. You stare at it, you look at it, you ask for the meaning, you ask a question of the text, you you, you respond to that, you pray over that. In a meaningful way, it takes you a total of 10 minutes. If you do that four times a week and more, you will experience a deeper relationship with God. So in 2019, our focus is going to be that every single one of us is going to be in the word in a meaningful, simple way, practical way. I'm going to focus not on big events, not on big camps, not on big uh, series. I'm going to focus on just building each and every one of you and where that's where the strength comes from. Strength doesn't come from the branches. Strength doesn't come from the fruit. Strength comes from the root. So when the storms come, when the difficult times come, when everything, when you're not in season, even when you're not in season to bear fruit, what's going to keep you strong is how deep your roots are. So if you focus on how deep your roots are, God will take care of your fruit, or how large your fruit is. Okay, so that's what we're going to look at, and a disciple of Christ must engage with God's word. Verse 3, His divine power, Prince, put me down just a little bit here. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life, that's the direction of your life, and godliness, that's the devotion of your life. His divine power, His divine power. God, in His power, has given, you can shut off the the monitors. His divine power has given you something that you can live off, that you can live off. And the word he uses here is has granted to us, has granted to us. Have you ever heard the word grant? Yeah, the word grant usually has, you think of college, you think of scholarships, right? And when I did my master's, I got a grant, right? And I got a grant for the entire four years of of study, for all the courses and it's, 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 it's very expensive it's very expensive I got a grant but they didn't give it to me they kept it in the college and they put the whole thing in an account in the college for me and every time I signed up for a course they released just that amount for each course. Do you know what I'm going with this yes God has granted, in his his divine power has granted you everything you need for life and godliness. When direction calls for it and when devotion calls for it, his power is available for it. When direction calls for it and devotion calls for it, his power is available for it. His power is, is released for daily needs. But the grant is for the whole course. Did you get that? I'm not seeing the light come on. The grant is for the whole course. God has made sure, whether you live for 20 years or whether you live for 85 years, God has made sure that you've got enough for life. You are not without resource. And then he says, I will release it to you. And how does he release it to you? Through the word. So if you're not engaged with the word, you're not engaged with the spirit of God, on a daily basis, a meaningful knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ, you are not able to access the grant. Are you with me? You're not able to access the ground. There is a block. There is a problem. There is a networking issue. All right. So that's what he says when he says, "I my his divine power has granted us all things." How has he granted it through the knowledge of him? Important word. Circle through. You say, "Oh, good. That's great." But where do I get it? You get it in the context of a personal relationship with Jesus, not from church. Yeah, not from TV. Not from reading books, not from a miracle, not from a difficult experience, but in a personal relationship with Christ. It is in the context of the relationship Jesus releases to you everything that has been given to him to give to you from the Father. Got it? To give to you that is given to him from the Father. God puts it in Jesus, you come to him, you get everything you need. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which... Another key word by which he has granted to us. What else do you have? You have precious and very great promises. Precious and very great. Oh, we love promises. We live off promises. Promises give us hope. Promises give us assurance. So that, so that through them, what? The promises. Through the promises, you may become, don't miss this, partakers, participants, partners of the what? The divine nature. Where else did you see divine? Verse 3. First phrase. His divine power. Beautiful. Look at me. So his divine power has been granted to us through Christ everything I need for divine nature. So his divine power eventually lands up results in giving me his divine nature. Now what on earth do I need his divine nature for? so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in this world because of the sinful desires. Here's the deal. Your sinful desires don't treat you. (laughs) You think you're having fun. You think you're enjoying life when you give way, when you give freedom to your sinful desires but your sinful desires actually rob you of the powerful partaking of the divine nature. God wants to share his nature with you and when you share his nature you are able to have a relationship with God. A physical person can't have a relationship with the spiritual God. You have to be regenerated, you have to be revived spiritually in order to have a spiritual relationship and God gives you that ability because that's how much he wants you that's how much he loves you. That's how much he wants a relationship with you. Because if I want, if you're down there, if you're down there and I'm up here, and I want to be close to you and I want to have a relationship with you, I'm gonna to have to change one of the two things. Either I'm gonna to have to come down there or I'm gonna to have to bring you up here. You get you get the, the the picture? Yeah? So first he came down and then he brought us up. And by doing that, he has positioned you. Now you gotta stay there. That's all you gotta do you have to stay there he has given us that so don't miss the very important conjunctions there through the knowledge of him by which he has granted so that through, you, uh, through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption you and I do something that is very unwise you and I fight the desires we fight the desires we say, oh, we shouldn't eat Mughalai chicken. We look at it and we sit right in front of it and we stare at it and we say, no, no. We shouldn't eat, no. We do that, right? But the problem is, we the only way you can overcome a desire is to get another desire that is more powerful, superior, to this desire because your desire to sleep in will always be there your desire for ice cream or for for hot nuns, crispy nuns, along with butter chicken will always be there don't go there now stay here okay will always be there right right but your desire to look good feel good be more fit and live longer needs to supersede that then only you'll move to salad that's only only then will salad look good Otherwise, salad just looks gospels. It, it just. Why on earth will I graze? Are you with me? Are you with me so i fight desires and the way to do it is to find a superior desire now what he's saying is the power the divine power gives us by his promises by his uh, by his power and by the grant that he gives us through the knowledge of gives us superior desires believers listen if you are not being given superior desires desires that are greater than the flesh more than the flesh for life and godliness direction and devotion then your problem is that you do not have a meaningful relationship with the Spirit of God or His Word. So if you do that, you will get those desires, and when you have a greater desire, you know, so there's a desire to stay in bed, then there's a desire to go watch a movie. Which one do you want to do With your friend's desire, watch it. and one desire trumps the previous desire, right? And that's when you win over this desire. Don't fight sinful desires. Don't. Don't fight sinful desires. The more you engage it, the more you love it. Engage the word of God and God's word will give you superior desires. He says it right there and his divine nature will kick in. His divine nature will kick in and suddenly you'll have a appetite, you'll have a thirst for things that God loves, that God adores, that God values and suddenly you will, the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Hallelujah. All right, so verse five. That's why for this reason for this reason which reason because sinful desires are trumped by divine nature for this reason you have to do something as well because God has granted he's done what he should got it now what are you supposed to do this is what you're supposed to do remember we said vitamins every day vitamins every day, exercise every day, uh, uh, habits every day. It's the everything that counts. So what am I supposed to do? Make every effort. Circle it. I've already underlined and bolded it. You circle it. Make every effort. Okay, I've got to make an effort. I've got to put in some. And he gives you seven vitamins that you've got to supplement it. You see the word there? Supplement. Okay, make every word to supplement it. You don't sit at a table with your family Okay, your plates and you got the serving trays and the whole thing is piled with vitamin pills. You don't need vitamins for meals, right? Why? Because vitamins are a supplement. you got the real thing, that's your faith. That's your faith. you got the real food, that's your faith. Now you add to faith certain other vitamins that are going to make the system work. It's going to make everything go smoother. Seven of them. So add to your faith what? Virtue? Okay? Add knowledge. There's seven of them. There's seven days a week. Focus on one each day. Add self-control. Add steadfastness. Add godliness. Add brotherly affection. Add love. There's your seven vitamins. Okay? If you just focus on this and work on that and go back to that a little bit and meditate on it, it'll be amazing. And Peter calls these qualities. He calls them qualities. There are qualities that you have that come out of your divine nature as it kicks in to you. Verse, seven, verse 8. For if, circle if because you're going to see if twice. You're going to see if twice. You're going to see it here. You're going to see it in the next couple of verses. For if these qualities, which qualities? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If these qualities are two things. Number one, they belong to you. They are yours. They are your qualities. And number two, they are increasing. They are? Increasing. If they are yours and they are increasing, then something is gonna happen. So here's a look at me. Okay, finish writing. I don't I don't wanna know what's no 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 see If you have these qualities, something's gonna happen. If you don't have these qualities, something's gonna happen. Got it? Okay, we wanna pick up those notes. If you have these qualities, what happens? If you have these qualities and increasing, there's progress, they're growing. They're going to keep you, circle keep, from being ineffective and fruitful. What does the word keep mean? Preserve, hold on, hang in there, okay, protect. They're going to keep you from being two things, from being ineffective and from being unfruitful. That's the last thing a believer in Christ wants. Somebody who wants to grow, somebody who wants to bear fruit, somebody who's you, like, you want your life to count, you want your life to to, to matter, not just in this life but beyond You've put your faith in the one who has who has loved you and has has called you to great things. Okay, so you don't want to be ineffective and you don't want to be unfruitful. So what you got to do to to ensure that? Make sure that all those seven things are kept. If you have these qualities, it will keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful. Where? In what? In the very thing that you're trying to hold on to. That is the knowledge of Christ. Why? What is the advantage of knowing Christ? Why bother with Jesus? What is the advantage of being in a relationship with Christ? Answer, the grant for life's direction and for life's devotion are in Jesus. No relationship with Jesus, no grant. Relationship with Jesus, grant every day. Moving from God's divine power to God's divine nature in you. The biggest miracle he'll do in you is not heal your diseases. That's a a byproduct. The greatest miracle he'll do in you is give you his nature. Where you'll want what he wants. You'll love what he loves. And you'll value what he values. So he's doing that. And that's what the knowledge of the Lord Jesus brings about. Whoever lacks these qualities, that's the opposite. Whoever lacks these qualities, well, something's going to happen if you lack him. Who are we talking about? Believers, mature people. We're not talking about those who have turned their back on God, can't be bothered, spiritually inane, spiritually numb. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who really know Christ, love Christ, sing worship songs, all of that kind. Of thing. But when they don't have these qualities, they're not working on it. They're not engaging deeply in the Word and His Spirit. They will become what? Nearsighted sighted, and Blind, no. Second one is? Forgetful. They will become nearsighted and forgetful. They will have myopia and they'll have amnesia. They will have myopia and they will have amnesia. And Peter takes it one step further. He says, Not only will they have myopia, they will be almost blind. So when you don't work on getting these qualities, you don't work on these vitamins in your life, this is what's going to happen. Not only will you result in a... you're not growing in a relationship with God, you're going to get two things. Number one, you're going to get myopic. You know what myopia is? Short-sighted. You know what short-sighted is? You can't see beyond a certain point. You can't see beyond a certain point. You can't see beyond your looks. You can't see beyond your bills. You can't see beyond your family. You can't see beyond your fun, your life. You can't see beyond yourself. You can't see beyond your hassles and and challenges. You can't see beyond. And if you can't see, you won't care. You know how you keep saying, nobody cares, nobody cares. You can't see beyond. You will become myopic. The opposite of that is if you have it, you'll be able to see beyond yourself and look into the, te- the needs, the tears and the cries of others. You'll become more useful, you'll become more fruitful. Now you are become more self-centered, you're becoming more self-preservative, myopic. And the second one is amnesia. You'll forget. What will you forget? They have forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. So when you wash your clothes, you don't deliberately make it dirty again because you've already washed it. But if your cloth, clothes are already, if your shirt, if your pan is already filthy, then you will go on making it more filthy because anyway you have to wash it. But it has been washed, not just with water and soap, but the precious blood of Jesus has washed your life clean. You're not going to go filthify your life all over again. You're going to try and keep it clean. So when you forget that you have been cleansed, you forget that you have been uh, forgiven, you act like as if you have not been forgiven. What do people do who are in debt? They borrow and they get into deeper debt. What do people do who have sinned a lot? Like, chuck it, let's keep sinning. And they label themselves and identify themselves as what they do, not who they are. So You're identified by your performance and not by your position, but you've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, you've been grabbed, you've been saved out of the guttermost. you've been put in Christ next to the, in the right hand of God, and you've been placed in him, and you've been covered by the blood of Christ, so that you live out of your position, and not out of your performance. So when a believer understands this, knows this, and still lives out of his performance, he's like a guy who's forgotten that his sins have been forgiven. You become myopic, you become you have amnesia. Everybody with me? All right. so you then have two therefores, two therefores. Verse 10 and verse 12. First therefore verse 10. Therefore brothers be all the more disciplined, all the more diligent, all the more committed. To do what? To confirm your calling and election. Whoa, don't get me wrong here. We're not saying that you have to confirm whether you're called or whether you're elected. We're saying that you are called and you're elected Now you gotta do what you have to do to show that you really are. You gotta prove it. You gotta let it out. You gotta work it out. You gotta let it out and show people that you have in fact confirm it. How do you confirm it? You confirm it if you practice these qualities. You will never fail. If you practice these qualities. Are you seeing those big words? Diligent, confirm, practice. Verse 11. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the kingdom of heaven into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ in this way so when you are applied to these qualities when you're applied to discipline and engaging the Spirit of God the Word of God on a daily basis you are preparing yourself for a victorious entrance into the kingdom of God there are going to be two types of entrances not two entrances uh -uh -uh. not two entrances but Two types of entrances. Those who just can't wait to be with Jesus again. Those who just can't wait to see his face and see uh, the, the, the fruit of their life that's being saved up over there, that's promised by God. Those his, his wonderful promises, his presence, all of those things. Can't wait to move out of pain and misery into the, the rest and the joy of God's presence. Those who can't wait, and you've been... You know, you've been disciplined, you've been bumping it out, you've been working, working with God, you've been doing everything you can. And now when Jesus comes and you walk into his presence, you walk in with great victory. It'll be provided for you a great and rich welcome into the presence of God. And there'll be others who can say, so let's just go, <laughs> yaar, we, have, we, have, anyway we got saved, let's just go to heaven. Chalo, hai, at least we didn't go to hell. <laughs> There will be, and some of them are going to be you. You were so distracted on earth, you were so carnal, so wishy-washy, so puss, you know like the balloons four days after the birthday, (laughs) they still don't come off the wall, they're just there, they're even speaking to you, they're like, please release me, let me go. There will be people who just, you just, you got Jesus, you went to church, you did the communion thing, you reminded yourself, but it didn't make a difference. It didn't make a difference. And you didn't engage and you did and then you became myopic and you became amnesiac. Yes, you had, a, you, yeah, there you go. It's very simple, it's right there. And that caused you to finish your life and enter into the kingdom of God with not so much enthusiasm. So, for in this way, we will be richly rewarded. So Paul, Peter goes back to his own life and what he's saying here, and he says, that's why, that's why my job, my calling, my desire is to keep reminding you, reminding you, reminding you. Don't mind if I do, reminding you, reminding you, reminding you. Verse 12, therefore, I intend always, that's pretty aggressive, to remind you of these qualities. Okay. Though you circle know them. Don't tell me what to do. I already know the scripture, Okay. Very good. Though you know them. Number two, though you are established. Wow. You're deep in it. You've been going to church for 400 years. Great. You know Moses personally. Great. Though we are established in the truth that you have. I think it is right as long as I am alive in the body to stir up circle the word, circle the word know, circle the word established, circle the word stir. You may know it, you may be solidly established in it, I'm still gonna stir you up. That's my job, Peter says. And He says as long as I'm in the body, as long as I'm alive, I'm gonna make every opportunity to stir up. Why? Because I want to remind you, remind you, remind you that if you don't have these qualities you'll become myopic and have amnesia. If you do have these qualities they will keep you, they will keep you. So Since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, he's going to die soon. Jesus told him that. It will be clear to me. Verse 15, I will make every effort. So God grants in verse 3, you make an effort in verse 5. And Peter makes an effort in verse 15. He says, I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able to at any time recall, recall these Things. Take a moment and make this meaningful by doing two things. Number one, the imperative and the commitment. What, is, what do you feel God's commanding you to do? If you're not understanding anything from this message, you can't be bothered, you're disconnected, you're like whatever, no problem, don't worry about it. But if God is speaking to you and you know that he is, then what is the command on you? What do you feel God is saying? I want you to do this. This is the area I want you to work on. This is what I want you to change. This needs to go if you're going to get right. What do you think is the command? And the second thing is, what is the commitment that you're making? What are you leaving this room saying, God, I'm committed to do this? This is one thing, write it down. Make it just two, three words, write down. What is God asking you to do? And what are you committed to doing? Never leave God's word, a time in God's word, without a response. Come, would you stand? Let me pray for you. Our dear Father in heaven, I want to thank you so much, Lord, for for the fact that every time your word is spoken, a seed is sown. And that seed might bear fruit many years later, or it might bear fruit tomorrow. But I believe it will bear fruit because you promised us that in John 15 15 and 16. Like I said before you, before I began, Lord, there are people here who are on the peripheral. Their ears are not tuned to hear what you have to say. But Lord, I pray that you would tune them in. And that those who have heard, in their inner core, they have heard the word of God. They have heard your word speak to them. Lord God, let that bear fruit as well. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with each and every one of us through this week and even forevermore. Amen.